0: Hello WZIP, welcome back to Willow Wednesday. Today Hara and I are back with our commentary for Willow Episode 7, Beyond the Shattered Sea. After wondering about this Shattered Sea for six episodes, we finally get to see it. And Hara, we're actually pretty close to the end of the season. Are you excited for the finale?
1: I am excited, but as excited as I am, <laughs> I'm not ready for this to be over. I've grown so attached to this show and all these characters that I don't want it to be over. I want this to continue Mm -hmm. forever and just have constant content to watch and see. So as excited as I am to see this finale and see what goes down, I am so upset that it's coming to an end.
0: You want to tell the listeners what you just told me before we started recording?
1: Yeah. During this episode, I had to go to Google and look up if willow was renewed for season two which it has not been disney please at
0: this point please. of us recording at least
1: it has not been please i am begging disney i will get on my knees for a season two of willow and i haven't even seen the finale yet that's how <laughs> yeah, serious it, it is <laughs>
0: it took me till the finale to actively like google whether or not there was a season two and like hara said right now as of march 2nd 2023 there is not anything out there saying that it has been renewed so
1: i'm very upset
0: yeah we are we are hopeful that that will happen because i feel like she will be a lot more hopeful <laughs> even after the finale
1: oh yeah i have i'm just so attached to these characters you know no Not matter even how just
0: for that reason it's like watch the finale and oh. you'll get it okay because see <laughs> I kind of hate myself for looking
1: up whether it was renewed right now or not because I realized or from my search it said that the finale ended on a cliffhanger so I'm not really happy yeah. right now. I'm <laughs> I'm nervous. So Disney please renew it right now so mm-hmm. I can go into this final episode with an easy with heart with hope <laughs> and knowing that there's more to come.
0: Yeah. It it gets a little wild for the last episode i'm really excited for you to watch it but that is not what we are here to talk about right now we are here to talk about episode seven the penultimate episode of season one hopefully again there will be a season two but we'll have to wait and see on that one so episode seven begins where episode six left off with eric not kit yet unfortunately you remember kit was facing certain doom last episode trapped in an evil liquid thing while Alora struggles to summon the magic to free her before she drowns or something. Immediately pegging Eric as a playboy, Lily, the trapped girl that he found last episode, lectured him and shut down any potential advances that he could make before he even had a chance to make them. Which is a little funny because, like, this girl has clearly read some YA. It was hilarious. <laughs> she,
1: she, The way she was hitting Eric, every time he opened his mouth, it was like, Wow, you have seen a lot of rom coms or read a lot of rom coms <laughs> in your life that yeah. this is all playing out. She just like keeps how listing you off all of
0: these tropes and stuff and it's like
1: Eric was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm the prince, by the way. And she was like, Oh, oh how nice mm. for you. Oh, you
0: think you're gonna oppress <laughs> me with your down. prince title? And he was like, I'm I'm just saying that that's that's maybe why they, they took me because I'm a prince. Eric was
1: cute (laughs) in this episode. And then it was
0: even funnier because she was just like, well, are you at war? And he was like, not currently. She's like, well, then why would you take it? I was like, yes, because that's the only reason that anyone
1: would take a prince.
0: take a prince. Has to be at war currently. Maybe they're trying to start a war, but they're not It's like, there are many reasons to take a prince. Maybe they're not trying to start a war, but just want to ransom him off because he's expensive. He's He's a a prince. He's a very expensive person. And she's like, are you at war? Like, yeah, that's the only possible explanation for Fishy,
1: fishy, fishy. Like,
0: that that makes total sense.
1: You said her name's Lily? I never caught that.
0: I didn't either. I found that in my post-episode watching (laughs) research. (laughs) I was
1: trying to, like, figure it out while I was watching, but every time she came up... I was just like, okay, I'm over it. (laughs) See,
0: Hara had this chick pegged from the get-go.
1: From the (laughs) get-go. I heard her voice and I was like, that's enough from you. No,
0: no, no. We'll we'll get to that later. Don't want to spoil it just, just yet, even though this is a spoiler commentary. I hope everybody knows that by now.
1: We are (laughs) at episode seven. We have gone into the nitty-gritty of this show.
0: (laughs) So, amidst being berated... Eric sees Kit in the creepy red water that he found in the immemorial city and tries to go to her, but to no avail. Alora finally breaks through the solid layer trapping Kit and they escape the mountain. They stop to catch their breaths and our beloved Borman, now in possession of both the Chimerian cuirass and the Lux Arcana, is hesitant to use them despite Graydon's encouragement, worried about whether or not the cuirass would work for him because it didn't for Alagash, Before he can think about it too much... Another problem looms on the horizon. Finally, we've reached the Shattered Sea, where all the maps stop. Can you guess what my response to this line was? I can't. What maps? Oh. I have not seen the Shattering Sea on any of the maps. That I should I have guessed
1: that because you said the maps and yeah. in my head I was like, we saw maps. <laughs> Really? What like, map? If you remember
0: from previous episode breakdowns, I was getting really on the world building. Because Willow just kept name dropping all these places and people. And I'm like, can you like have a map at least? I was like, I don't know where the barrier is. I don't know where the Shattered Sea is or the Immemorial City or you know, any of Not these. Not a single
1: map in place. Yeah. There's the Shattered Sea. There's the Immemorial, immor- immemorial City mm-hmm. beyond it. There's Tirasleen mm-hmm. and... Well... I have no idea where any of these correlate mm-hmm. with each other. I mean, be- like, besides I, that, the Memorial City is beyond the shattered sea. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like I had googled a bunch of maps specifically saying for the series, and all I would come up with is a map from the movie, and like that stuff was not on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like really getting on that earlier, but it's like okay, so they say that you know the map stops. So my thought, next thought would be, you know. When you say the map stops, I wouldn't think it would stop before the sea. I figured it'd be kind of like, you know, Middle Earth map where it's like, okay, this, there's the Sundering Sea here, and you don't go beyond it. Like, that's where the map stops, but it still shows the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. I would think that the maps here would do the same. They would show the Shattered Sea and then just have nothing beyond it, right?
1: Disney, we but have no, two requests not. for you. <laughs> Disney, I'm going to need you to renew this show for season two. And please, add a map. Please,
0: map. It would be very helpful. (laughs) It's like, how did none of the map makers on this world think to include a ginormous ocean on any of the maps? We're not just talking about like, oh, you know, a couple guys forgot it. None of them. None of them that I could find have this ocean on this map. I have no idea why that seems like a very big thing that you would absolutely include i'm no map maker but it seems pretty obvious anyway map rant aside kit wants to plow ahead and find eric but that's not a great idea because everybody needs their rest her most of all because she's had an absolutely horrible day so far she's been attacked by the gales attacked by bone reavers she thought jade was dead nearly lost jade's regard forever Gets her kiss interrupted after making up with Jade, gets kidnapped by trolling trolls, gets dragged away from her father, kicking and screaming, nearly drowns in evil red liquid. Yikes. Poor girl needs a break.
1: Give her the break she deserves. <laughs> I love kit so much.
0: I know, like how our how our tune has changed so in like two episodes.
1: <laughs> so drastically. Because even even when she did start to change and we saw that change in episode four and five, it was like, yes, finally, we're getting that. Mm-hmm. But then episode six completely turned ah. the tide. Like we liked her in episode four. We liked her in episode five. But episode six, I am the president of yeah. the Kit Protection Squad. Mm-hmm. I love We don't kit have the t-shirts yet, though, no, by the way. My whole heart. That's a kit is my girl. You know, mm-hmm. I love her.
0: And again, I want to reiterate, it was so bad last episode. I would have felt bad for her, even if she had still been her horrible, awful, spiteful self.
1: I was almost in tears recording our podcast. You know, you remember, you were saying, you thought I was about to cry, so you (laughs) you were rushing along. No, I
0: I was just going in more detail, because I'm like, ah, she cries, she cries. This is, I didn't want to make light of it by... portraying it any less emotionally wrecking as it was i thought it would be better to give a more accurate depiction of it so anyway they do not immediately start crossing the ocean but they do find a cabin on the beach owned by an older gentleman named zeb apparently which again i caught in the post episode research (laughs) thank goodness
1: for (laughs) subtitles can i just say Uh I had (laughs) subtitles on, and I still
0: didn't catch Lily's name, though. I don't know if it was actually used or if it was, you know, kind of like how I was reviewing the Rings of Power and, like, the three mystic people were, like, I don't even think that they actually had names given in the actual episodes, but they did have names given, you know, outside the episode to refer to them as. I see. It's really weird. I don't know why you just don't name characters In the episode, but then name them outside? Like, when you just describe? I don't know. I don't know. But Allura, for some reason, when they walk in, seems to think that Zeb is dead. It seemed to me like he was probably just sleeping in the corner, which it turns out he was. Yeah. But she was immediately like, oh, he's dead. There are worse
1: (laughs) ways to go. (laughs) She was looking at him all pitifully. She was like, oh,
0: no. And then he wakes up and she's like, oh. Yeah, I was like, immediately when I saw him, I was like, oh, there's a guy sleeping in the corner. And she was like, oh, the poor man. He, he's he been gone too soon. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, you th- is he dead? And then he woke up and I was like, oh, no, I was right. <laughs>
1: like, Why would you think he was dead then? I mean, I, after everything that they've been through. I thought she knew through, something I didn't. After everything they've been through, she might just be assuming everybody's yeah, dead. Maybe.
0: You know, if you're off screen for more than two seconds, you're just presumed dead. That's how it happens sometimes. Well, turns out Zeb was a paladin of Kashmir, which is one of the other kingdoms, I think, kind of like Tirislene and Galadorn, which is where Graydon's from. Um, it's a different one, though. I don't know if it's on the map or not. It might have an arrow that says to Kashmir <laughs> somewhere. I'd have to look into that. But Off screen. <laughs> it's another place that we've not really actually been to. Um, he talks about how dangerous Zeb, he means Zeb, not Graydon. Zev talks about how dangerous the Shattered Sea is and name drops the Kashmirian princess, who was apparently kidnapped as well. Three guesses who that is.
1: I think you'll get it on the first.
0: Yeah, you, you, you don't need the three guesses. You, you just need the one. <laughs> it was blatantly obvious. Back in the immemorial city, Eric finds Lily. And yes, I will keep referring to her Lily, but it was not. I do not think she was named Lily in the episode. I do not remember He finds her staring at the very sketchy light where the spooky voices were coming from, because that is a normal thing to do. Lily tells him that, yes, she was the Princess of Kashmir, Kashmir, and there is this secret group called the Order of the Worm, because that does not sound like a cult to anyone.
1: And it doesn't ring any red flags either. Yeah, no
0: reasonable person would be skeptical of this at all, ever.
1: If she was kidnapped, (laughs) like she claims to have been,
0: how does she know all this information? That's what I want to know. They gave her books. She'd never seen so many books before. (laughs) (laughs) They they gave her a whole library. They gave her a library. (laughs) Back in the cabin, Zeb tries to stop the group from leaving when they are once again attacked by the crones, cronies, the gales, forcing the group to steal Zeb's water sled to cross the ocean, Best part, Graydon has magic now. How cool is that? Amazing. I'm so happy for him. Amazing. I'm so happy for him. He deserves something to go his way. He blows up one of the gales with magic. Jade stabs another. Kit's bad day continues, and she gets a throwing star to the forearm, and they book it out of there. I'm wondering, though, did they just like leave Zeb to die? Was he working with the gales? Were they just going to kill him? Because like it seemed like he probably was working with them. Because he already said like the other guys that he was with turned on each other, and you know, it was like, it seems like that was kind of implied because he didn't want them to leave, and then Graydon had to knock him out. But then I'm just like also thinking, he's like, are the Gales just gonna kill him now? Because you know, bad guy's gonna bad guy.
1: Honestly, for me, it was more of a out of sight, out of mind. As soon as <laughs> oh, <well. laughs> as soon as the group left, I did not think about Zeb at all for the rest of the episode. But I don't know if I actually caught that he was working with any of the bad guys or anything like that. I don't think cause... it was
0: explicitly said. It was just feeling that he might have been.
1: Yeah, I didn't get that feeling personally because it just, to me, it just seemed like what ha- what was starting to happen with our group mm-hmm. in the Shattered Sea happened to him. And he's like the lone survivor and he's in this little shack by mm-hmm. himself, you know, keeping to himself and things like that. But... -hmm. If the Gales and all the bad guys did get to him, then rest in peace, my guy. Sucks to suck.
0: I'm gonna say that my headcanon is gonna be that he was working with them because that would mean that the heroes did not just leave him to die.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe the Gales saw he was unconscious, (laughs) unconscious, and maybe they thought he was dead too. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Old man
0: laying on the floor. Like, oh, he's clearly dead. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. So, anyway, with, later with Kenneth, their mudmander sled-pulling steed that he was named by Graydon. He needs to rest, so they stop at an island. Willow finally praises Graydon. All it took was to get magical powers, apparently. And Willow continues training with Alora. eventually letting Graydon join in, too. Laura gets frustrated and pulls a *Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince*, where she heal- hears a spell in her head, and without knowing what it does, just tries to use it against Willow and nearly kills him. That Oops. is <laughs> such a perfect explanation of that scene,
1: Refer- <laughs> like referring it back to the *Harry Potter*, because that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's
0: like Harry found a spell in a book and was like, "I'm just gonna use it on Malfoy and see what happens," and then it nearly killed the dude. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh." Oh, this was not a. This is not a very nice spell. I maybe shouldn't have used it on one of my classmates, even if he was a bit of a bully and a potential <laughs> Death Eater. Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, used that one. I maybe Experiamus would have worked better. Just as. Yeah,
1: <laughs> better actually. I was gonna say just as good. Stupefy
0: but... could have worked as well. Like there were there were probably some other alternatives I could have used. This one was not what I was having in mind <laughs> for it. But yeah, Elora does the exact very same thing. quickly. <laughs> she heard it. She did it. Yeah, you know? it's like immediately. It's like, oh yeah, good idea. <laughs> Uses the spell and was like, oh no, oh no, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and then Willow was like, "Where'd you get that?" And she's like, ah. "My head." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have Oopsies. things up here. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Then, Kit and Jade have been sparring as well, growing closer as a couple. Speaking of couples, Lily and Eric bond over the expectations of royalty, but then, Playboy Eric has some truly impressive integrity.
1: Playboy Eric. He is... I feel like Eric and... I almost said Dove. (laughs) Honestly, I almost just said Dove. He did
0: know her name, though.
1: I wrote that down, too. I was like, he actually knows her name. He did know it. It's like that was the whole he thing earlier her where name he was is being... actually
0: Brunhilda.
1: Yeah, I was it's like, oh. he knows it. Yeah, it's
0: like earlier like I think it was Kit maybe who was teasing it was like, "Do you even know her name?" And, and then it was he like didn't... implied that he didn't. But then it was like now he's just like, you know, clearly he did. So it's like he did actually know it and knowing what her name actually is, I, I kind of see why he called her Dove. dove. Yeah. That, that actually sounds pretty. Not that <laughs> Brunhilda doesn't, you know, if any of you Listening, our name Brunhilda, it's a perfectly fine name. It's just not, you know, what one would think the savior of the world would be called. But if you are a savior of the world. Maybe
1: <laughs> if your name is Brunhilda and you're going to save the world, then power to you. Yes. Um I wrote down Alora and Eric are both desperately holding on to this love they have for each other, but now they just they can't rationalize these mm-hmm. feelings anymore because I'm not trying to deny that they had such strong feelings for mm-hmm. each other. I think they definitely did. But spending so much time apart kind of puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. And now they're both, like, with other people, even though it's not, not in a romantic mm-hmm. sense, really. But they're, like, talking to other people and, like, experiencing different things and things like that. But they're still desperately clutching on to that because I think it's, like, their last hope in a sense it's what's keeping them tethered and like Mm -hmm. they don't want to change anything but they're starting to realize that maybe it's not as strong as they had previously thought it was and that it could be something fleeting but they don't want to let that go because that would Mm -hmm. mean accepting change and something new Mm -hmm. which scares everybody i think yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that that'll be A thing that comes up later with Willow and the Laura while they're training as well. Um, I think that actually might have been, was that what got her mad? Or was it just that she was frustrated? I think she's just frustrated. But, yeah, that also tied
1: into, like, why I was talking about all this. So, yeah, we'll talk about it more.
0: We we will, yeah. But, you know, props to Eric, like we said. He might have a past with a lot of girls, but it is only one at a time. Which, you know, more power to him. He's got integrity. That's a good thing. Props to Eric. And it's actually probably a good thing that he didn't cheat for more reasons than just that obvious one. Because, as it turns out... Surprise! <laughs> Guess who was right? Me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why, if you remember the last time when we were recording and you were like acting all suspicious, like, oh, no, 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 she can't be Charles. I'm like... Interesting. <laughs>
1: I never trusted this princess from Kashmir, not even for a second. She showed up in the last episode and Did I was not like, full horror. Nope. I've seen this before. I read too much to be fooled.
0: <laughs> You're not the only one who reads a lot. <laughs> yeah, so Lily actually wasn't kidnapped at all. She's the one who brought Eric here. Dun, dun, dun. She wants to take Eric somewhere, but he, right very wisely, again, is like, Nope. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Nope. Not, not doing today. It. Bye. I'm not falling for this. <laughs> which Eric,
1: like props to him. He is very smart and he didn't, he never got the credit mm-hmm. he deserved yeah. back in Tiris He was al- always overlooked. And, you know, he especially had. The, by
0: especially by Sorsha.
1: Especially by mm-hmm. Sorsha. And obviously she did that with Kit too, which we'll go into further with this episode. But um, every scene we've seen with eric after he was taken shows just how smart he is and how um what's the word like
0: he's actually smart he he, is very considerate and very loyal he does actually you know respect the women he's with other than you know like that's, that's not something that you would typically think of for like a character who's kind of insinuated to be this massive like flirts this playboy and kind he's of a
1: person. prince you know this he playboy this prince power. is how
0: he was introduced but it's like he actually isn't just a playboy prince he does actually care about dove i.e brunhilde or Alora, as <laughs> she's now been revealed but she he does not know yet because he was kidnapped and i think it came
1: out. goes to show that Sorsha put these personalities and um just she kind of like um, molded kit and eric to be how they are perceived by the entire kingdom even though as we've seen now like they are nothing like their image
0: that in tearasleen um so this is why man Mardigan actually left guys so like remember that very Socia. emotional thing last episode that's actually not <laughs> not why he left he left because he couldn't he couldn't stand, stand sorcha and <laughs> He's like, i'm I right there with him <laughs> I made a mistake. I mean, I like my kids. I love my kids, but this, this was a mistake. I was, I was young and foolish <laughs> to quote Sorsha from episode one because apparently everything that went wrong is Matt Mardigan's fault. Of it's course all it Sorsha's fault. It Literally. Ugh. Every single thing that happened like, is because of Sorsha. <laughs> I, I can't stand her. I, I would feel bad because she's a legacy character and I usually do like legacy characters. but Not that's this one. She's just kind of terrible. I don't like her. Back in the Shattering Sea, the group starts to strain a bit. They train and they strain. That's basically the gist of this episode. While Kit and Laura finally seem to own up to their respective jealousy of each other, tensions are at an all-time high. Borman finally tries the cuirass, and tragically, it doesn't work. Personally, I think it's a bit faulty.
1: I completely agree. (laughs) I think he is worthy, and he was right. It's not the perfect moment yet. I think Mm -hmm. if he waits for the perfect moment, it's going to work. I'm just going to convince myself of that because Borman is worthy of everything. And I hate, I hate that this happening made him question his worth.
0: Yeah. And actually, like, I think, like, speculation for a little bit. What if when Alagash gave him the cuirass after he saw that, you know, Alagash was injured and it clearly didn't work? allagash and he was told mm-hmm. it didn't work by Alagash. what if he started doubting himself at that moment which made him unworthy of it because he doubted himself he doubted if he was worthy for it at that moment and like even when he tries it on and says i'm worthy of this does he really believe that i hear that and that is very valid
1: and i see that playing out for sure but i hate that I see. Yeah, I just I, hated I it. Hate it.
0: So I was like, <laughs> like <laughs>
1: not you're not my
0: borman. What a broken piece of armor that is. That is faulty if I've
1: ever seen anything. Like there's no way. He is Give me worthy the manufacturer's instructions. <laughs> I want step by step the correct way to make this work. Or you know, it was all a lie anyways and it's yeah. never been anything grand. But
0: honestly, what if it's one of those things where it's like, it's like oh, you go out on this quest to find you know something. Let's say like a key. It's like oh, find the key. But actually, the key was you this whole time. <laughs> this thing that you found. This is just a vessel for your. Yes. Own. It's like what if it's like that? Wouldn't that be funny? That would be. It would be funny,
1: but also I would be so angry. Yeah, because no, I agree. They made. <laughs> They made my Borman question his worth yeah. just to be all... That's not all, what happens. I was just speculating. Yeah. <laughs> but I would... I just hate that he's doubting himself now. Mm-hmm. And I think they all are at this point because of the Shattered Sea. Yeah. So I do not like Around the
0: Around this sea. time as well, <laughs> Willow tries to reach out to his daughter, Mims, but yeah (laughs) terrible (laughs) or his expression um the crone plays with him i'm assuming with an utterly horrifying projection of a corpse-like mims that causes willow to understandably want to book it back home asap Um, as soon as i heard her voice it was kind of like distorted like by distance yeah and i was like oh no, no, I don't no, no, trust no, no. this. I don't trust this.
1: And then, and right I don't know. I don't know if it's the crone mm-hmm. that's doing all this or if it's the power of the shattered sea. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because it's like all of them are, the longer they go through the shattered sea, the that more it they're they're being affected mentally and they're tired. And they're all like, like you were saying, they're straining against mm-hmm. each other. And like the group's kind of falling apart, but they're desperate, desperately trying to hold on. So I, At this point, I don't know if it's the crone messing with them because I know the crone is for sure messing with Allura. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it has the power to do that with all the other characters, you know what I mean? Get inside their heads that Mm -hmm. way. But the Shattered Sea is definitely, definitely playing a huge role in everything that they're doing right now.
0: Yeah. And then also, she was like, it's like Silas came home. And if you remember who Silas was, Silas was Willow's friend who died it was very upsetting yeah and made willow only explode with magic yeah <laughs> he unlocked his magic there that was in the little the bit where he was like i've got to conserve my magic and my energy and stuff like that and that was that was what got him to finally use his magic more was his friend dying so like right when she said i was like oh no
1: and it made it made that scene made me question whether there's some validity and some truth into that like mm-hmm. is there actually something going on with the Nims? like did yeah. something happen there and it got me worried but i'm clinging on to some hope that it really is just yeah. the shattered sea or the crone messing with their heads and trying to like
0: i hope it is too yeah because that was that was a very spooky thing that i was like oh no willow run <laughs> For it's like, sure. this is not something to trust at all and
1: I'm sure for Willow, too, like, even though it was um, a projection of sorts and, like, in his head. Even if it wasn't real,
0: it doesn't matter.
1: Seeing his daughter in that way must have shaken him to his Mm -hmm. core. And I don't know how you can even move past that, especially because we finally hear a little bit more about what happened to his family. And he says he couldn't protect his wife. I don't know exactly what happened. He was on
0: some kind of adventure. And he wasn't there for her when she needed him. I don't know if something attacked them or what happened, but she died, unfortunately. Yeah, and then his son ran away. Yeah, his son basically disowned him because he blamed Willow for not being there to protect the mom. And basically has just gone off and not come back. Yeah, so So this... He just has his daughter now.
1: Yeah, this Mims, like, projection and, like, the nightmare that he's having right now I think is a um, product of his guilt because he feels so guilty to have been away from his family and not being able to prote- protect his wife mm-hmm. and being the cause of or I mean he feels that he's the mm-hmm. cause of whatever happened so I feel like that's why I think the shattered sea is like affecting yeah. them so deeply because it's like bringing out their inner doubts their inner um, guilt and all these things that they're feeling so deeply and that they've been, like, kind of pushing down. It's bringing it all out into the surface.
0: You know what I just noticed? Yep. And, like, this is just coming off the top of my head just now, first time I'm thinking about it. Didn't prepare this at all. But it kind of reminds me of Mad Mardigan. In ha- what way? So he had to leave his family and to find the Chimerian cuirass to save the world, to save Alora. So he basically had this, like, voyage, this adventure that took him away from his family for the betterment of the realm, for the betterment of Allura. And now Willow is doing the same thing. Like, it wasn't with in the past with the, his family then, but it is now, where he has had to leave Mims and the rest of his Nelwyn village that, I mean, he's the I, High Aldwyn, so they look up to him in that way. He's a leader to that village. And now he is having to go off on an adventure with Alora to help Alora to teach Alora, and he has left his daughter behind to go do that, just like Mad Martigan left Kit behind.
1: That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have I, that's so much to process, and I, I don't know how to react to it right now because I don't. I feel like I might cry. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: we'll put a pin in that We'll maybe pin come pin back to that. it later maybe come
1: back to it because <laughs> I, I completely agree with you it's just so much to think about right now because I never had that thought either and so it's just I just had it an now and I'm like Mad oh. Mardigan and Willow are best friends and they've been through the same things and
0: now Willow is Willow lost two of his best friends I... can you imagine what that would have done to Mad Mardigan because like everything we're seeing from Willow now the panic and the worry for his family Mad Mardigan probably felt that, too. Except for Sorsha. <laughs> Except for Sorcia. Because, let's be real here. But, honestly, <laughs> honestly though, Mad Mardigan... He probably Martigan, worried about his kids from Sorcia. I don't
1: know. Mad Mardigan is so perfect, he probably worried about his wife, too. Yeah. He probably, he probably actually did. loved let's her. Real.
0: Let's be real. He, and did. he definitely did. Even though it was not reciprocated properly by Sorcia, so... I'm kidding. He 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 is definitely someone who would worry about his wife even if his wife does not understand how good she has it (laughs) yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. so willow wants to go back home which is a problem because Graydon also released kenneth because kenneth had begun to grow depressed which i mean i see how it can be a problem because now they're kind of stuck But at the same time, the poor thing was really suffering.
1: Yeah, it looked like it had aged 90 years.
0: Yeah, It was was
1: terrible. The Shattered Sea has such a huge effect on everybody that goes on it, like walks over it, whatever, swims through it. mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I can't blame Graydon. It just shows how big his heart is.
0: (laughs) The poor creature was suffering, and... A man who likes animals is always a plus. Come on, Alora, Open your eyes. Even when Graydon spells it out to her as if it wasn't already painfully obvious, she still can't figure out how great they are.
1: Ugh. But, you know, later on in this episode, we see something, or she says something, that to me makes me kind of understand why she's not reciprocating Graydon's feelings or, like, Mm -hmm. not, like, exploring that at all. So, but we'll get to, we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Still, though. Still, though. Graydon takes this far better than me (laughs) because he's a great person. And, you know, he's not some toxic guy who's like, I deserve the lady because I'm nice to her. No, that's not him. He's a genuinely good guy. He's like, look, I'm not asking you to love me back.
1: Because I get it. Because he says he
0: loves her.
1: Yeah, he, he, he literally is just like. He's
0: like, I love you. But you know what? He's like, I know back. when this ends, you're going to, we're going to rescue Eric and you two are going to go off because you love him and everything. But I love you. And she's like, great. And she's like he's like, it's okay. I'm not asking you to love me back. I just wanted to tell you because you inspired me to be the kind of man that I am today. And I'm like, what a man. <laughs> I
1: think what he said was that she helped him become the man he's yeah. always wanted to yeah. be. And that is so that powerful. And I think the way he spoke about this whole thing and, like, talked to Alora was so genuine and it like you know a lot of times when these scenes happen someone someone confesses and they're like oh but you don't have to love me back I know you have somebody else it kind of comes off a little guilt trippy but we don't get that at all with Graydon he's
0: like legitimately he's very genuine he
1: understands understands and he's just grateful that Laura was able to help him Mm -hmm become who he is today and like become the man he's always wanted to be and unleash the magic he had inside he's of him essentially, really
0: like resigned himself to the friend zone and he's like that's fine
1: he's accepted it i will take what i way. can get
0: <laughs> he is such a great guy what a winner what a winner Alora! ball's in your court now come on <laughs> please please <laughs> they finally reach the end of the shattered sea and it turns out that Willow World is flat, because <laughs> it is a flat world, flat earth confirmed. Yeah, if you go too far, you're gonna fall off. Yeah, literally. There's a giant waterfall that seemingly goes down to nothing. Everyone nearly breaks down in despair, but Kit refuses to quit. She gives Alora a great pep talk, and together, they fall off the waterfall and wash up on the beach of the immemorial city. There, they're greeted by Eric with new hair... Imagine how I feel about the hair. I,
1: it doesn't seem like you like it very much. I don't
0: like it. I have kind
1: of the opposite view. I like it. He's, I liked how it was before.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know Maybe this is I'd not. Maybe I like it more if it wasn't like tied to his evil transformation, which we'll get to. I like, get that, break. but but it's just like just how it was, like with how it was before and how it is now. I'm like, mm, that ain't doing it for me. <laughs> I think maybe I the just, haircut is not doing it.
1: <laughs> I like those kinds of transformations in characters, even if it is going from good to evil. Like seeing that transformation. I mean, it's
0: very a good visual. It is a very good visual cue of what has happened because it's like completely yeah. transformed. The dude has a new haircut. He's dressed all in black because you know that's armor. The, that's the bad ready. color. <laughs> so it's very <laughs> obvious. He's uh, taking a page out of Star Wars. So, eventually, the poor man had gotten so worn down and dehydrated that he uh, gave in to the cult stuff and followed Lily into the light, which, obviously, not a great direction for his rescue mission to go in, but, I mean, it seemed like he was near death, so his decision-making skills were probably pretty poor.
1: And I'm sure drinking all that red water definitely did not help.
0: But what else was he supposed to do? Yeah, again, he couldn't really do anything, so he was kind of a... It's kind of in a tough situation. The only person to blame here is Lily. Or Sorcia. whatever. <laughs> and Sorsha, <laughs> I will find a way to blame her for things that aren't her fault. It all goes back to Sorsha. <laughs> in the it end. It all does. It all goes back to Sorcia. No, it does because she like, banned magic under the ridiculous hope that that would be a good defensive <laughs> strategy. So it is her How fault. How does that
1: make sense? Everything
0: goes back to her. I was right. <laughs> you know what? You, you probably were just like, ah. Oh. Natalie just doesn't like Sorsha so she's just going to blame her for things that weren't her fault no it was her fault because everything we
1: is Sorsha's fault we could have
0: had an army of sorcerers protecting the palace instead of those terrible guards that did next to nothing and then Eric might not have ever been kidnapped in the first place did you consider this Queenie? no no she didn't
1: evil not queen. A single
0: evil queen confirmed
1: rational thought in that woman's head not a single Seriously. one. Because I'm I'm not even going to try to pretend like I understand what she's thinking or what was going on through her head through any mm. of this. Um, and I'm just glad we don't see her ever. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. we hear her voice and that's grating, but, you know, better than actually having to see her.
0: Finale.
1: Natalie, I'm going <laughs> to need you to stop.
0: <laughs> what a twist for the finale. What a good way to lead into the finale. It's a nice cliffhanger with oh, what's, what's evil Eric going to do now? How is this going to play out? I'm so excited. I want to skip to that now, but you haven't seen it.
1: I have not. And no. I'm so nervous and ready. And, and not ready much. at the same time. I'm not ready. <laughs> it's a lot. This episode, in my opinion, it was I don't want to say a filler episode it's definitely that pre-battle episode where we have like the training scene we Straining finally
0: and training we finally
1: get like a legitimate training scene and then mm-hmm. um laura and willow are training with their magic and then we see kit and jade, jade. sparring and that was a cute scene to me kit, kit was back like this time. don't hold back this time and they were going and it was like it's such a pretty episode and oh yes
0: i actually made a little section just for the visuals this time the visuals not of this something episode. i usually comment on but i know we're gonna the, comment on because we have to
1: ev- it's the whole thing with the shattered sea like that's what it is oh, it's so it beautiful. is beautiful like the sunset visually the stars visually this everything. was my favorite episode i have to agree with you like it was stunning I don't even know how to best explain it because this, it's something you genuinely have to see for yourself because of how beautiful it all was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking like the magic effects were the magic great. magic effects, yes. It was
0: like Harry Potter, but like maybe even a little better at times. I in Yeah, the lighting.
1: definitely prettier, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: The starry sky was beautiful when she was just kind of, you know, like looking up. And I think this was her scene with Kit. Yeah and this, it was just so beautiful like it was she was on the sea and it was like all icy because the sea is like covered in ice at times and so it just like has like the reflection of the stars on the on the ground and on the sky and it was so pretty beautiful like blue lighting I think
1: yeah like the reflection on the water of the sea <laughs> I and love just that kind everything of shot. and it was like um like zooming in on the training scenes while Mm -hmm. having like the The sunset sunset. in the back it was just such a stunning episode i couldn't like get past that in a sense like Mm -hmm. uh, there were so much deep um scenes and like feelings in this episode but the visuals of it kind of i don't want to say it Mm -hmm. took away from that but it definitely added to it yeah
0: it definitely didn't take away from it
1: it was it, I'm gonna keep repeating myself but genuinely it was the watch most it. stunning a picture episode. is worth
0: a thousand words we cannot describe how beautiful this episode was so you're gonna have to look at it I'm afraid because we we cannot adequately describe it even if I googled the pictures right now I would not be able to describe it
1: well enough to get the full picture if we described it pixel by pixel it would not be enough you yeah. have to see this watch for it. yourself
0: just watch it on a s- similar but smaller note, Kenneth was adorable. So the visuals. So cute. <laughs> the mudmander steed that pulled them around. He was so cute. Kind of like a sea turtle, but something else. He kind of seemed like a like an Asian-style dragon to me a little bit. It was like
1: a mixture for sure. I yeah. got like sea yeah, turtle like dragon y vibes yeah, from not it. Not like
0: the dragons from Middle earth or from like Eastern or not Eastern Europe. Western Europe like mythology. Not that kind of dragon with like scales and the big nose and the fire breathing. But like the the Chinese kind of dragons that yeah, had like yeah, yeah. the the beard looking things. I don't I don't know what they're called. I don't know to describe them that well. I'm not as familiar with that. But I watched Scooby Doo and samurai one <laughs> and the dragon from that is more the style of what this one looked like
1: for sure so
0: and I have it was so, really cute i also want to see the leviathan though because they mentioned a leviathan like a rumored leviathan at like in the shattered sea i don't know if it's actually real but it was rumored to be at the end of the world and i was like oh that sounds cool and I season haven't... two yeah come on let's go disney <laughs> have a leviathan in season two we should start a petition also Alora's hair completely red finally completely red right when i think wasn't it when she like was able to finally break kit out at the very beginning yeah it was like it was like a ripple that just went through her from the magic and her hair just boom red i wish that could happen for my hair it
1: was stunning or i mean it is stunning The red hair fits her so well. It's so much better than the blonde. And I like the blonde. She's so pretty. She was so pretty. She's just such a pretty actress. Mm. Like I'm going to keep saying that. She looked good with the blonde,
0: and then the hair turned red, and you were like, oh, like that looks even better. I didn't even know that it was like, there was nothing wrong with the blonde. She looked pretty with the blonde, so I was like, I wouldn't have even thought. Like, oh, you should try another hairstyle to look better. But it's like, once it went red, it's like,
1: ooh. I don't like know that. if this is going to make sense, but it adds so much depth into her character. If that makes sense, you know. You hear like, that,
0: creative writers out there? You struggling with character development? Change their hair. <laughs> change the hair color.
1: Make it red.
0: <laughs> we kid, we kid.
1: <laughs> but, no, it's seriously, like, because it shows that she's finally, like.
0: She's embraced her power. It's not it's just as who simple as. It's she is. It's not as simple as just change the hair color. It's this is who she is. She has finally found, at least to some degree, her true self. She has been coming into this for a while now, and now it's kind of like she unlocked.
1: It's kind of like... And leveled up. And <laughs> Percy Jackson, I don't know if you've read the books, but...
0: A long time
1: ago. Um, Annabeth and Percy the in, I want to say, Titan's Curse, they hold up the sky because they were like in place of Atlas. Oh, uh, yeah. And after they do that they end up having a gray streak in their hair because of how
0: the tremendous yeah. that is
1: and so I don't know it kind of reminded me of that because she's going through such like tremendous amount of power and like going through all this change and her entire hair changed colors mm-hmm. I don't know course, about you
0: but I'd rather have my hair go red
1: me too <laughs> I mean for Percy and Annabeth it was just one streak so yeah I don't mind that but if their entire hair turned gray it would have been I mean it would have showed um, the amount of power it wouldn't have been
0: bad but you know just saying if I have a choice between red hair and gray hair (laughs) I'm going red I'm going this pretty cherry red thing that she's got here it's like it doesn't even look unnatural but it's like a bright red
1: yeah it was such a focus for me all my notes every other line it's like (laughs) red hair red hair red hair Uh because she just looks amazing with it I loved it um one thing I wanted to talk about is how Borman didn't have as much screen time this episode and it makes sense mm-hmm. kind of not really because of how much I love him <laughs> kind but like of not really <laughs> um and it just upset me because what we did get from him is him doubting himself and calling himself a nobody Mm -hmm. and it was just so hard seeing such a strong confident character be so worn down and like doubting himself that way and it just killed me i cannot i can't stand seeing my characters like that
0: it was a def it was definitely like a low kind of point for him and it was definitely some like character stakes because like I mean, Vorman, as great as he is, and as a love, as much as I would love to see him like not really worry about anything, he, at least from my immediate recollection, has not really had much of a moment other than his, you know, desire to right his wrongs. Mm-hmm. It's like there hasn't been a point where he's had to grapple with something in the way that other characters have had. He's mainly been. In the role of helping the other characters, Kit, Jade, Graydon, with their kind of problems. Yeah. So the I, the last couple episodes where it's like he's trying to atone for a, a mistake he made in the past, and now he's doubting his self worth, which I think those things are actually tied together.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's necessary to see mm-hmm. that just.
0: For it was me. painful.
1: Though. Yeah, it's just painful because. Like I said, I'm so attached to these characters and it's like all of them going what they're going through and like everything that happened to them. Mm -hmm. It's just so hard to watch. But I think it's very necessary and definitely like adds to the character depth and like their dynamics and things like that, Mm -hmm. because it just goes to show how human
0: they are and
1: like how deep their emotions run as well.
0: But I will tell you, you know, to cheer us up. I have compiled a list of Borman highlights from the episode <laughs> for our listening pleasure. So at the very beginning, he just you know, flings kit over his shoulder like a boss. Like she's like just pulled out of the the water thing. And he's like, Okay, we're going He just picks her up, throws her over his shoulder, and just books it. Amazing. So that was fun. And then after they got out, he was like, he's talking about things that he should do and like being away for a long time he's like I should really check up on my mother
1: that was real <laughs> He was like, I was
0: like oh hmm. I haven't I haven't done that for a while I should I should do that I should check up on my mom why didn't you and
1: he better get the chance to
0: yeah I haven't seen <laughs> the finale Mormon? okay
1: so I don't know what's happening and I'm just scared, <laughs> I'm scared. I am scared about what's gonna happen yeah. in episode eight there's gonna be a cliffhanger and it's, it's not renewed for season two it is just so much on me right Foreman now. Foreman is the greatest, and I'm you so know. nervous because it's the finale. Like, I, there's something drastic is gonna happen. I feel like I'm about to lose somebody, yeah. and it's just, I'm very nervous and scared. And I hope, I hope, <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope that nothing like that happens. But in a fantasy show, the finale of a season, I'm not putting anything like, <laughs> I. Everything is possible here. Yeah. I could lose literally five of them. And what then? What am I going to do then? What am I going to If Scream any of these characters if, if any if I lose any of these characters, I wouldn't even want a season 2. Okay, that's kind of pushing it. I definitely do want <laughs> Okay, I definitely do want a season 2, but I reevaluate. Just, I love them so much. I can't handle the thought of any of them dying. So, mm-hmm.
0: More good news, though. Borman has, you know, at least considered our suggestion that he goes into modeling. I know a couple episodes back we suggested he be a shampoo model. Yes. But he's, he's practicing some poses. So, you know, he's, he's, he's taking a serious look at <laughs> his future post-Quest. And he seems to be considering modeling because he took his shirt off. And was just, like, hanging upside down <laughs> on the sled at one point. Just, like, he chilling. Was Willow up, and he's like, I look so good. Oh, yeah, no, that, that was another part. That was later, I think. I don't know if that was at the same point. But <laughs> Borman, we've got to love Borman because he was upset because he had a dream that he was at a wedding without any clothes, which is, you know, like, cliche, kind of, like, Oh, you know, you have a nightmare that, you know, you're you're in a public place and then your your clothes disappear or something. And just like, just, you know, very cliche, classic thing. And he's like, he just everyone's laughing at me. Why? That doesn't make any sense. I look great.
1: (laughs) 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 It's so perfect. It is so Borman. Like, that is such a Borman thing. Why is everybody laughing at
0: me? They should be like
1: (pop) cheering Cheering. me on I don't know taking pictures. <laughs>
0: like you're welcome?
1: <laughs> he, yeah, he just th- is not grasping onto the fact that they were laughing. It just does not make sense <laughs> to him and he is so yeah, confident like, in himself and I love that. It's
0: just like it's not even just the confidence because I think he does have like he does probably use that to mask his inner doubt to some extent, which makes him a more complex character. I don't believable think character. he has any
1: doubts about his looks though oh, you know what I mean I love but maybe the confidence in his that looks
0: to compensate for lack of confidence or confidence elsewhere
1: that could be the case but we are know. not
0: armchair psychologists though, so this is just speculation
1: <laughs> for sure we are just reading too much into our favorite characters
0: yeah. so <laughs> and then once they get to the waterfall at the end of the world they're just like, like I forget who it was but Simon was like want to turn back and he's like I do <laughs>
1: Yeah, so they related. were not having it. They reached the seemingly the end of the world I mean, here. I'd be frustrated, too. Because they've been going through so much. They've been walking. It felt like they've been going through the sea for months to them. They had no sense of time. And so reaching the end of it and seeing that there is nothing beyond it, it was kind of like a kick to the guts. Yeah. And it was like, well what do we do now like might as well just go home because there's nothing left here and Mm -hmm. that's when when they reach this um ending point of the shattered sea that's when allura reveals that she actually knows what's going to happen and knows about the vision that willow has Mm -hmm. seen in which allura needs to die in order for the world to be saved and so she brings it up, and Willow seems so heart... He looks so heartbroken, and I'm sure he is, because he never wanted her to find out. Because he hates that it will come ta- come down to that. And he's like, how do you know? How do you fi- figure that out? Mm-hmm. And they realize that <clears throat> the crone has kind of been in Alora's head. It's kind of like the whole... We're going to tie this back to Harry Potter again, but... You know, Voldemort. when Voldemort being inside Harry's head, it's kind mm-hmm. of like that with the crone being inside of Laura's head, and she's, like, the horcrux here.
0: <laughs> Laura the horcrux. So, hey, didn't we speculate, like, early on? I think so. I think we but actually I think we mentioned did this. mention that she was a horcrux. Like, right when Willow started bringing up this vision, which we is like, what? So it's... Like we she come- has to li- li- or she has to die at the proper moment. Like, what is this? We have come full circle. Oh, we we totally nailed that prediction. Wow, we so yeah, yeah. This is more like Harry Potter than we thought, but we we did call it. We did, we did. And this, there's so much to unpack here because it also like you touched on earlier. It explains Laura Allura's attitude because mm-hmm. she's been kind of mean to Graydon lately. She's been starting to be mean to Kit again. She was actually acting more like first half season one Kit at some points. Not to yeah. the same extent. It was kind of like was, she was
1: just distancing herself yeah, from him. Just, just kind like, of removing herself.
0: I was like, girl, <laughs> you, are, like, why are you acting like this? But that is that turns out it's probably why. Is she, like in her defense, this girl is walking to her death and she knows it and she's like, my destiny is to go there. I'm going to try to save the dude that I love. And I'm gonna end up dying. I was like, oof, that would be a lot to wrestle with. Yeah, and not I, saying that this was the most productive way to deal with it, but you know she's young, she's under a lot of stress. We can give her a passport. I it. can't
1: even think of another way to deal with something like this. Well, you know Another way would be to
0: let people in and try to talk through I mean, it and get support.
1: That's true. From her friends. Communication is key. Communication always. is
0: key. But again, this, this is coming from an outside. Not saying she's not mature, but mature, outside, unconnected to the current situation, third person, you know, view. We have situation. no magic powers. So. We have no magic powers. We don't have a Horcrux prophecy saying that we're going to die at the end of the world after we jump off a giant waterfall. So, you know, we can look at this more objectively.
1: Um, I really liked elora and kit this entire episode because you you mentioned how elora's been kind of mean to kit and things like that and kind of vice versa too they kind of it's just very tense between them from the beginning Mm -hmm. of the episode and because of what happened in the last episode and then they reach that That point back though they reach that point where they do talk about like how jealous they are of each other and how elora dreamed of being a princess meanwhile kit never dreamed wanted this. of not being a princess she didn't want to be a princess she just wanted to be brave and mm-hmm. have all these things which
0: you noted at the very beginning remember how you were talking about her freezing yeah and how she was overconfident at her abilities for having you know done that yes like so it's like oh it just comes full circle though i will push back on what kit said a little bit later because she was like none of these came naturally the not a princess and bravery makes sense. But, you know, she also says loved. And I'm like, I think you were loved. I think, for me, I took that as a
1: dig on Sorsha because, oh, okay. you know...
0: <laughs> well, if you're I, talking I think... about Sorsha. never mind, kid, That makes perfect sense. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's how I took it because she lost her father very early on. And so for a long time, she felt mm-hmm. like her dad kind of just left yeah. her. So she felt like... Her father didn't love her yeah. enough to stay. Yeah, and then you know how Sorcha was treating her. Saoirse. So it's like she's not loved Eric. by her mother.
0: Eric was very supportive for her. Yeah, so it's like which makes I sense of why she would want to go get him back then.
1: Yeah, I under like I understand where she's coming from by saying mm-hmm. being loved didn't come naturally yeah. for her. She didn't feel that way because yeah. parental love growing yeah. up slight is so pushback, cute. not complete pushback.
0: Yeah, just maybe you should realize the people in your life who did love you is all i'm saying
1: yeah and that was just like such a great scene and not mm-hmm. just i mean we talked touched on the visuality of that scene with the stars mm-hmm. and everything it was very beautiful but i think they desperately needed to talk about mm-hmm. this specific aspect of their relationship and like why they've been tense with each mm-hmm. other and it's like it all comes down to the, that kind of jealousy and like Kit sees Laura getting all these things very naturally and, like, these things happening to her even She's though she never wanted it, wanted them.
0: She's and the chosen one. So she is getting loved and, you know, treated as this super important thing pretty naturally. Yeah,
1: and I think it's just important for both of them to admit that for themselves to be able to move past mm-hmm. it. And they were able to do that very beautifully. And mm-hmm. then we get to that, um, the scene at the at, towards the end where they reach the ending of the Shattered Sea. And Laura is just... Mm-hmm. She's just done at this point. She's she's brought up the fact that she knows she's gonna die and that's how like the world gets saved or doomed, really. <laughs> so she brings that up two. and she's just like she's at her limit and she's like she's just done at this point. And believe it or not, Kit is the one that steps up mm-hmm. and I think it was i have this quote written down. It was so powerful to me. I
0: never believed in anything.
1: Yeah, like the whole thing, um, Kit, Kit walks up to Alora, and she's like, you're scared, and I am too. She says, and I'm quoting her here, my fear, it doesn't get to decide, it doesn't get to define me, and I'm not giving it the power. I am giving you the power. And I think that's such a beautiful and like powerful um, quote, because she's being there for Alora, and also kind of just like showcasing how much she's grown as a character you know she's not letting her fear dictate anything mm-hmm. in her life she's doing what she can for her people and it's just they come together so greatly it was and definitely I wrote down
0: a good pep talk she said I never believed in anything my whole life but I believe in you
1: yeah and it's just so powerful and I think now in my head they are just the bestest of friends and yeah. I love them and I want just... to go back,
0: I just real quick, I want to yeah, go back yeah. to the earlier scene. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I had more to say on that. And I liked that for when they finally do talk about Mad Mardigan, I think, if I remember correctly, Alora brings it up. Yeah. Which means she was thinking about it. Like, ever since Definitely. the incident in the mines, she was thinking about what Kit said to her. She was taking it seriously. She was doing some introspection on it. And then she says, I don't believe he chose me over you.
1: And I think that was – Kit really needed to hear mm-hmm. that. And I think it's so great that Elora is the one mm-hmm. who said it because Kit had all this anger towards Elora, which rightfully so at that time. Um, but Allura just said it very eloquently and very beautifully and was, like, just saying that everything Mad Mortigan did, it was for his kids, mm-hmm. even if, even if he – chose allura or whatever even he if only it did it because it way. would
0: make the world safer for his family
1: yeah and so allura kind of reassures kit that mad martigan loved her and kit really desperately needed to hear that and mm-hmm. i think it was perfect that allura was the one to tell her
0: definitely and then at the end like you mentioned there was the pep talk and the trust that is grown between both of them very well. They literally jump off the edge of the world together. They are hugging
1: (laughs) and jump off together. Like,
0: I mean, yay! How are you gonna get back? I hope there's some magic involved, but (laughs) it's still a nice gesture, and it was needed to to do, to be done, to get to the immemorial city. But that was that was a funny little thing that popped in my head. It's like, yay! Uh, How are you gonna get back up there? (laughs) Yeah,
1: and it's like, are they gonna follow now, or they're just like, well, (laughs) everyone else is gonna stay there. Let's go back home. (laughs) Yeah. And so Kit and Alora get to the Immemorial City, and who do they see? Eric.
0: And all kind of his... Kind of, sort of. Evilness glory.
1: Evilness glory. <laughs> he hasn't done anything. He literally just stands there looking completely different, yeah. all geared up, and it's like, well... I mean,
0: what he's done is he's shaved his hair, not completely, but, you know, he cut the long part off, and it's, it's now short. It's gelled back. Egg. Yeah, gelled styled hair and he's converted to a black outfit because black is kind of like it looked
1: like armor <laughs> so he literally just looks like a soldier now
0: and he the way went from being carrying a prince, himself too yeah
1: he, he went from being a prince Had a like playboy a prince mugs to me kind of like hmm. this makes me ex- it makes me excited for episode eight yeah. while also worried because they did essentially go through all of this just to get him back and I'm not sure if they ever will at this point (laughs) because like obviously he's there but it's like how far deep did the crone get to him you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because sometimes like you just can't return from something that gets embedded into you so deeply and I guess I guess we'll find out Mm -hmm. next episode
0: (laughs) So who do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Graydon, Willow, or Kit and Jade? Kit and Jade. <laughs> okay. I just want
1: to mention, like, they're just so cute. <laughs> they finally get the moment they deserve. Um, they're, you know, sparring and all this stuff. It's the first and then... time
0: since episode one, at least the first real time since episode one. And it seems more real because they've grown closer. Jade is no longer holding back and letting Kit win. So Kit has a more realistic understanding of their relationship and her own capabilities.
1: And then it goes beyond sparring.
0: And they finally kiss.
1: It's just, it was such a cute scene. I literally was watching and kicking my feet like a kid. But it was just cute. I love those kinds of scenes. Um, I, I'm just, I love romance. I don't know what to tell (laughs) you here. I'm such a, like, I don't know. I'm a fan. Okay. <laughs> and it was just cute. They were so cute. It, it was played out so perfectly. And, you know, we already mentioned it, but the visuals of that scene as well were just so beautiful and it added mm-hmm. to it. And I, I love how the shattered sea was affecting them all. And they were all kind of they were being strained against each other and they were kind of falling apart. While at the same time, they were also growing closer together, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. And they were finally like, like with the training scene, the sparring scene, literally every single scene while they were at the Shattered Sea, just kind of, it was like a complete push and pull every back, like every two seconds. And it was just really nice to see because they grew closer and then they were fighting their inner demons and they were just like doing it together and it was just so great it was beautiful
0: that was a lot deeper than my comment on that scene <laughs> I, I, my comment was don't put off that kiss any longer or you'll be interrupted by another <laughs> troll or a sea monster or something
1: <laughs> yeah i'm finally i'm happy they got to that point because right now they're separated again i'm sure i'm sure jade and like the rest of the group is going to follow them into jade the- at least will yeah They're going to follow them into the immemorial city. So at least Mm. I hope, you know, Jade will for sure. Uh But um, I'm glad they were able to do that before they separated again.
0: Did you want to talk about what Jade said about Sorsha?
1: I can't remember what Jade said about (laughs) Sorsha. Because I thought you
0: alluded to it earlier where Sorsha had told Jade at one point, That, before they left, that it might get to a point where she would have, she being Jade, would have to take Kit back to Tira's lane.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think anything with Sorsha, just like, (laughs) I just dump it from my brain immediately. So I
0: I remember that.
1: But um, I think that was very important and I think it was a key communications Mm -hmm. aspect because... At this point, they do um, need to keep communicating and being mm-hmm. like f- upfront about everything. So I'm glad that Jade was told her that, mm-hmm. you know, opened up about that. And I think it also kind of gave Kit a little more understanding and like clarity about where she's at in this whole quest or whatever. And she's like, Oh, so my mother thinks this. Well, I don't care what my mother thinks. I'm going, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know. I mean,
0: to give the most minuscule credit to Sorsha, I can easily see if it was truly a matter of, you know, jumping off the waterfall wouldn't work. And there was legitimately no way that they could have completed the quest. At some point, Kit's obsession might have just driven her to... Her doom. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a distinct possibility. But I, I wanted to bring this up. Because, A, I thought you wanted to talk about it. I should have known that you would just mentally dump anything with Sor- related to Sorsha. Yeah. Um, but the important thing, I think, about this is not only did, you know, Jade trust Kit enough to tell her. It was a matter of... Because, like, Kit then asked her, like, do you think that time is now? That, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm driving myself too far and you have to bring me back. Is, do you think it's now? And Jade responded, No. I think you have to make that decision by yourself.
1: It's such a, now that you bring it up again, even though I completely dumped it from my brain because of Sorsha, it is a powerful moment between them. I keep using the word powerful. (laughs) I need to switch that up. But um, it is great to see because it does showcase that trust. And also,
0: I think... I trust you not to go too far.
1: Yeah, and I think Kit just needed that, you know? (laughs) um, it kind of gave Kit, like, that feeling that, oh, she does finally have somebody in her corner who genuinely believes in her, because she's gone through so much, and she's doubted herself so often, and so much, and she just, I think she felt lonely for most of her life, even, even when Jade was her best, was her best friend, I mean, she still is, but even during that time there was still that loneliness within her and I think hearing that probably eased a lot and it definitely helped with her decision to get to like cheer Laura up or be by her side to go and jump off that waterfall Mm -hmm. to see what goes beyond I think she yeah I think Jade saying that definitely gave her the motivation she needed Mm -hmm. to continue
0: on a more fun note earlier in the episode when Kit got hit with the the throwing star. Can we just talk about Jade's nursing? Oh, Jade is hilarious. (laughs) This was expectations subverted, right? So it's like, she's treating, you know, Kit's wound. She has a a weapon lodged into her forearm. And it's like, really, really painful. So Jade's just like, okay, like, here's, here's something. I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you get it out. Kind of like, I forget exactly what she said. Yeah, but Jade was,
1: like, telling Kit about this time where she was, she had a bunch of things, like, stuck on her or whatever, and, like, doctors needed to get it out or whatever, something like that. And so Jade's, like, the best way they did it to distract me was, and it got very
0: intimate. intimate. Kind of like, I and expected Kit, them to kiss, Yeah. and then what Kit, happened?
1: Kit looked like she was like, expecting oh, okay. that, too. Just like, Oh, so this is how, this is how you're going to take it out and distract me. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jade just slaps (laughs) Kit and (laughs) removes that weapon. I burst out laughing because it was just completely unexpected and out of nowhere. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you're you're expecting
0: Kit is having a very bad day. (laughs) He's like, now it's like, oh, you know, it's like, I've had a pretty bad day, but I'm at least going to get a kiss for it, you know. Kiss my wounds kind you know? of thing. And like, nope, you're getting a slap in the face. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, it
1: worked, though. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody would have expected that. It was such an... The buildup was so intimate. And then just, boom. And yeah. I was so shocked. I literally... I don't know how I reacted. I think I probably just burst out laughing. <laughs> I did. <laughs> because it was like... Whoa, and I I write down yeah. my reactions, and I think what I I immediately was just putting Jade is hilarious with a bunch of like keyboard smashes because that's how I react to things. Yeah, but and then it of was course hilarious. you forget
0: what it was for later. Yeah,
1: you? <laughs> but you know it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about Willow next. Oh, so we can end on Graydon and end on a good note. Though, Willow was actually a lot better in this one. He kind of was annoying for a couple episodes, but in my opinion, he definitely got better, not just from character development, but he was more funny and, you know, pushing Allura in better ways than he I agree. I
1: mean, Allura goes up to him and she's like, it's training time, and he automatically, like... Okay let's do it and they actually and it's not the kind of training where they both sit down and he's like so you have to say this and do this they're actually like sparring mm-hmm. with magic and he's doing everything <laughs> he can to help her mm-hmm. at this and point it was so
0: funny because she like she tried to attack him and then it like bounced back on her and like knocked her over and willow just like put his staff in the ground and was like good so what did we learn <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah it left. just
1: He's actually, like, teaching her at this point, you know? They're actually training, and she's getting useful um, notes Mm -hmm. and pointers when it comes to magic, and he's like, you have to know how to defend to be able to attack and Mm -hmm. all these things, and it was great, and he was hilarious.
0: And he also brought up her love life, too, because that was something where just, like, I know we mentioned earlier... How it's like, yes, her and Eric probably did have some, you know, I'm not, we're not saying that it was a bad relationship or a fake relationship, but how well did they really know each other? How much of it was, you know, just like teenage infatuation as opposed to like an actual deep connection in th- that terms?
1: I think they were both each other's first, first love kind in of in a way where... Um, Eric was the first person to see Elora, I guess, and like take care of her and like mm-hmm. put her above everybody else, kind of. And so she was like holding on to that mm-hmm. because having that a person yeah. do that for you and like show that they care about you, mm-hmm. it's a lot, especially.
0: Yeah, and we're uh, not trying to devalue that, but it was it was just really telling to me when you know. Maybe I'm biased because I want her with Graydon. But yeah. Willow was like she had made a comment, she's like because I it's like why do you want to rescue Eric? And she she's like, Because I love him and he's like, Okay, what do you love about him?
1: And then she kind of got a little bit quiet after yeah, that. Yeah, she's like,
0: He he's nice to me and she and Willa was like, He's nice to you? Like nobody else was nice to you, a, a stable guy. He's like you never were smiled at by mm-hmm. like a stable guy or anything. He's like he's the only person that was nice to you.
1: Yeah, that's why I said they were both just desperately clutching mm-hmm. on to this,
0: which again doesn't make her feelings any less real or any less valid, but it does speak to a lack of connection on a deeper level. I bet if you asked Kit or Jade what they loved about each other, they would probably be able to answer it but more write than you a just whole essay. Yeah, even. more than just, "Oh, yeah, they're they're nice to me."
1: Yeah. Cuz the, They've the spent time. more time
0: together. They've like yeah. gone through a bunch of stuff together. And they know each other. And again, not saying that Eric and Alora don't know each other at all. But I don't think they know each other on a deep enough level to where Alora would be able to answer that question. Now again, that's not saying that the relationship is bad or shallow or that there's anything wrong with it. Just that it hasn't had enough time to maybe mature into that. It could eventually mature into that you know if they spend more time together if they mm-hmm. do build that rapport and they do build that connection then maybe she would be able to answer the question better yeah, i'm just... not saying it's bad relationship at all it's just at this time she's throwing there's like he's like he's my soulmate kind of thing we belong together It's like okay what do you love about him And she's like he's nice to me yeah <laughs> that's about it that's all i got
1: as soon as she said that i was like Graydon's
0: nice yeah, to you. Was like, like, Excuse you. Graydon is very nice to you. He's also very supportive and very helpful and like he's been there for you and like not really anybody was. Which Yeah, again, just can't, and maybe you could say that about Eric. I don't know.
1: I can't I don't think even Eric can rationalize his feelings and at this point. I think he is also mm-hmm. like in the same boat as Alora where just clutching on to loving them so that they don't have to go through that change or like admit that it wasn't something as deep as they thought it was, you know? And it doesn't negate how they, like, they could have been in love and they could have loved Mm -hmm. each other. It's just that after all this time apart where they didn't have that time to get Mm -hmm. that rapport, you know, and like, um, actually, I don't know, make that deeper connection, even if they loved each other, they, it didn't get to that point where, months apart um the love still is still strong you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah they just can't rationalize their feelings Mm -hmm. anymore but they still want to hold on to it because i don't know maybe they think letting go of it means letting go of everything and like Mm -hmm. they'll have nothing left
0: but and in laura's defense she has just gone on this mission to rescue him so and she does what is she just gonna be like yeah i came because i loved him but
1: And she knows that that she's going to die. I don't
0: really, I don't know if I really do anymore. This Graydon guy, he's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
1: And I think her knowing that she's going to die is very, like, it has a huge impact as well on how she's approaching all these things. And she's just clutching onto it because it's like, I'm going to die anyway. So there's no point in admitting my feelings for another person Mm -hmm. or changing, like, my stance on whatever it is. You know what I mean?
0: Finally, just this will be really quick wrap up here. But Graydon
1: has magic.
0: What a dude! He what a guy! (laughs) He he is so good in this episode. He was really this was a good episode for him because not only does he get magic, which he does, which is amazing for him, but he also is like when the Gales arrive and everybody else is just like still talking to Jeb, like he's like. He's like we we have to get out of here, and he's like he just comes up and like knocks the guy out. And he like, sensed
1: he sensed he knew it
0: was wrong. It was
1: ha- like something wrong was about to happen, or like there was something wrong. He and got them
0: out of there.
1: He he said, "What was it? Um, well, let me find, Quick, get on the thingy. Move, you idiots!" <laughs> he literally said that, and it was so like that was quote co- quoted precisely, word for word, what he he sa- yells at them. <laughs> And it's just hilarious. And I think... I don't know if I like how kind of nonchalantly they showed him just pulling out the magic. But I also, in a mm-hmm. way, appreciate that it was done that way. Because he, like, pulls out his flute and just automatically, like, mm-hmm. does whatever he does. And he's like, I just copy... And he, when he's talking to Willow after, he says, like, oh, I just copied what you and Elora were doing. And so... Which I love that scene between Willow and Graydon. I think it was necessary. And Willow's like, the magic is in you. You have it in you. And it's just like,
0: yes. Deserved. He deserved that. It did seem a little bit like out of nowhere because this is like suddenly like seven episodes in like this guy who is he's been good with languages, but we haven't really seen any like magical hints. Yeah. about him and he's, he's like been suddenly... possessed a
1: couple of times yeah and
0: then but it's like ultimately is that something that can be critiqued i think it can i think there is a good argument for it mm-hmm. but i just like Graydon so much at this point that i'm like cool he's got magic now
1: yeah i think <laughs> honestly i think it i'm willing to i think let it slide. does make sense i mean you can argue that it would the way it happened was very yeah. kind of nonchalant and just out of nowhere. It wasn't
0: established as much. There is definitely, you can, you could have f- made him magic.
1: The fact that he was possessed yeah. multiple times and been able to get over that. He does and- know a
0: lot of stuff about magic. He has been possessed by magic. So it was like, if any of the group, other than obviously Willow and Alora, who are clearly magic, were to be magic, I think Graydon would have made more sense. Um, my point isn't that it doesn't make sense for him to have magic mm-hmm. it's just that that could have been built on a little bit more some kind yeah. of hints earlier to where it didn't feel like it came out of the blue as much as it did for sure again this is in no way damaging my enjoyment of the show i i liked that he had magic i thought it was i prefaced it by saying it's just like it's about time you know he got something yeah <laughs> It was like i like that he has magic and, and i think it's so... i like it even more in the finale which you know you'll have to see for yourself oh. what that means
1: i think it was also like cute he's to me at least person. that um his wand is, his, is flute, his flute and i think that's just so perfect like that's just so great in he, you know yeah
0: he's he's an academic he's got a soft heart he likes the arts Kind of is the vibe that I get from him. He's not like some sports guy. He's an arts guy. He
1: loves animals. He
0: loves animals. Get yourself a man who likes animals, guys. Seriously. <laughs> or a girl who likes animals. Just, you know, anybody. Just make sure that they like animals. Because For sure. T- like, liking animals or how you treat animals actually tells you probably a lot about who a person is. Definitely. So, find somebody who likes animals. Who loves animals, even. I also like that... <laughs> So the reason that he named the Mudmander Kenneth was apparently he there's a Kenneth character in a romantic farce that he's writing is what he said. Yes. <laughs> he's, like, he's just like, I shall name you Kenneth after someone in the romantic farce I'm writing. <laughs> that is. It's like he's writing a romantic farce. How like, amazing. that's so cute. He's such a cute character. And I, love him I appreciate so him. I love him so much, and he and Alora, their relationship is so good because, like, he, they were sparring, they were training with their magic uh-huh. after a while, and you know she knocked him off his feet, literally, not just you know like head over heels like in love kind of thing. No, like she literally like knocked him over with her magic, and he was here for it. <laughs> he she totally, loved it. he totally enjoyed that. It was so cute. Was I like can't he's blame such a him. <laughs> great person. He's such a great person, and we love him very much. We we stand Graydon here
1: 100%. Graydon Lovers 101.
0: <laughs> oh, we're going to have so many t shirts, and it's like we've yeah. only got one episode left. Let's see how many t shirts we have. <laughs> t shirt ideas. we can come up.
1: <laughs> Borman lover. Graydon lover. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll have to like. Elora, yeah, red
1: hair enthusiast, you know.
0: Okay, your homework, Kara, for next week is write down all of the t-shirts that we have. I'm giving this to you because I, will. I won't remember.
1: I'll do that. And it's going to be a really long list. Okay. That's fine. We've I been will here. make one for every character. I will make one this for the whole group. This is an hour world. and a half
0: that we've been talking, so that's that's fine. What's what's more? What's one more 20 minutes or so on top of Truth. it? Truth. Anyway, thank you for listening to us. That about wraps up our commentary for episode 7 of Willow. Um, please tune in to our podcast on any platform of your choosing where podcasts live pretty much i think it's basically on all of them also make sure to tune in to entertainment rebooted at 1 p.m on sundays right after sports power talk we'll have more content not necessarily just willow stuff but we have a bunch of other movies coming out i think cara is going to um what was it that you were going to do later cocaine bear
1: yep (laughs) i will be reviewing cocaine bear so stay tuned for that
0: a lot of other reviews i know natalie is
1: gonna be coming out with mandalorian
0: season three just started yesterday as of time of recording so we have we have plenty more to offer entertainment rebooted wzip thank you for listening have a wonderful day